A patient comes into the clinic with an infectious illness that the doctor can't quite put her finger on. What's causing it? We'll talk about a new way to find out. Up next on The Scope. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on The Scope. I'm talking with Dr. Robert Schlauberg, an assistant professor of pathology at the University of Utah and a medical director at ARUP Laboratories. Dr. Schlauberg, let's imagine a scenario. A child is brought into the emergency room with symptoms of shortness of breath, fever, and coughing. There can be a lot of causes for this type of illness. First of all, how do doctors typically diagnose a patient like this? Yes, so a patient with a suspected pneumonia, which um, this this child may have, um, requires a battery of tests. So usually uh, a nasopharyngeal swab, an upper respiratory tract specimen is collected through the nose from the child. Um, probably a blood sample will also be collected for culture. And then a large battery of tests is run on both of those um, samples. These tests uh, generally work well if um, a common cause um, actually is responsible for this patient's disease. Um, however, in about uh, 20% or so of children, um, no cause is found with um, the standard approach. You've helped develop a tool called taxonomer. How is it different? So with the current um, approach, one has to know um, what a test um, is supposed to detect. So um, we call this a differential diagnosis. So um, uh, the physician who sees the patient has to decide which um, um, bacteria viruses to test for in this child. The tests we're developing um, aims to do away with this um, guesswork and provide an answer or a way to, to detect any virus, bacteria, or fungus um, in a patient sample. So you, you perform this test. What's the output? Um, the output is a list, um, or in, in, in this case, a graphical representation of all microbes that are present in the patient sample. And so how do you do that? So we take um, the patient sample and we extract um, RNA and or DNA from the sample. And, and that's that, the genetic material. That's the genetic mm-hmm. material um, from the patient as well as from um, anything else that's in the specimen. So basically, you're cataloging all the genetic material that's in a yes, patient sample. Exactly. So how do you go about figuring out, when you have this long list, how do you go about figuring out which one is the likely candidate yeah, cause so of disease? The easiest um, scenario is if there's a known pathogen, say um, influenza virus. Um, if we find influenza virus in a patient who has um, symptoms that match influenza, um, then the general assumption is that That's the cause of the patient's symptoms. The same is true with current tests. But I guess the other important thing here, which we sort of alluded to earlier, is that there are many types of influenza viruses. So knowing exactly which one could help tailor the treatment um, for for that particular person. Yes, it can in that um, as um, the genetic information for, in this case, influenza virus is um, read out by this test, um, and there are known changes in the genome, known mutations that can cause drug resistance, mm-hmm. um, you can also at the same time determine if the standard therapy is likely to work or not based mm-hmm. on those um, known mutations. So having this really accurate diagnosis can really maybe save time and money and just wear and tear on Yes, the absolutely. Yeah. Oftentimes the um, correct diagnosis is delayed um, by the need to 
test with you know multiple rounds of testing if the first round of testing um, comes back negative then um, the next most likely causes are tested for this test offers the advantage that um, you it's one-stop shopping you um, it's a catch-all test that doesn't require follow-up testing um, how else do you think that this tool can be used so one um, challenge and also um, great um, opportunity um, of using this testing methodology is to learn more about um, what other factors may influence um, the disease severity of a given patient. Because we know that two patients who are infected with the exact same virus may present very differently. And so those um, the difference could be due to factors that, um, that lie with the patient, such as genetic predispositions, um, but they could also be related to the the um, non-pathogenic, normal bacteria that reside in this patient's mm. respiratory tract. So that's a very active field of investigation, how different um, pathogens interact with the normal bacteria and how that can influence the disease severity. Oh, interesting. Okay. So so instead of just looking for the causative microorganism, you can see look at the whole array of what's in there to understand whether that's influencing how the illness manifests itself. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And that all of that information has been um, ignored previously. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. The um, longer-term goal is to um, put all of these um, layers of information together and improve um, accuracy of the diagnosis mm-hmm. and better inform treatment decisions. Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.